the Mess It Up podcast, where we take your mess and turn it into a message. And now, here's Biker Chick and the Bowtie Guy. You found us. Mess It Up podcast happening right here, right now. I'm the Bowtie Guy. I'm the Biker Chick. And we are here to take messes, turn them into messages. It is uh, show number 71, I believe, or somewhere in the 70s. I think that's so amazing. That, it is. You know, it's not a huge number, but when you think that represents every single week for that many weeks in a row. I've consistently done something. That's that's mind-blowing. Thank you for your dedication. It's <laughs> just so much fun. Christina and I had a big, huge like fist fight, and so I've got a black eye right now because she told me that she always gets to win all the fights about the fact that... You know, uh, it doesn't always have to be bow tie guy and biker chick, but I just love it yeah. so much. We we did uh, we duked the, it out. The 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 the, 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 the and the community and the just I don't know. I get excited uh, sharing with you, and I love to hear your brain. I hear mine all the time, and I just I love to hear your brain because it's a, a cool brain. Uh, ditto. I feel the same way. Wow, ditto. Yeah. You're going all out today. Dude, Man, I... talk about all in for the show. Uh, yeah, ditto. Uh, ditto is one of my favorite said. words. Said. It saves a lot of other words. Uh, here's my emoji for you. Yeah, uh, here's mine. Thumbs up. <laughs> I won't tell you what if, I gave him in return. If you really want to uh, make friends with Christina, send her a text with just one thumb up. Yep. Or, or K. Just don't be surprised what you get in return. Yeah. That's that's my disclaimer. You know, that's the phenomenon that is Christina. That is true. Yeah. That is. And uh, funny that that is our word of the week. <gasps> phenomenon? See how I did that? Just snuck it that's right That's pretty in good. There? Yeah. Did you notice or did you ignore it or did I sneak it past you? There? No, I noticed. Oh, man. I Paul, I'm always looking for your Paul-isms. Oh, always. Wow. You know, they're usually there, too. I, well, let me... Come, no, because I, I remember to tell what the word of the week. We'll get back to the definition of the word of the week. I'm going to digress for a little bit. Oh. When I was at Sierra Summit, I was waiting in line to meet the skit guys, high skit guys. Um, and uh, I was just being Paul. So we're standing on stage uh, in the resource uh, center at Saddleback. And so it's, it's a huge, huge tent there filled with people and whatnot. And so I'm just being me mm-hmm. and making all sorts of stupid comments and wisecracks and stuff. It's like, wow, you should join them. And I said, no, I, I can only do this when it's not called for. Exactly. Uh, if, if I have to be exactly. funny, I can't remember anything. So uh, being stupid and obnoxious, I thrive at. But anyhow, the word phenomenon uh, is remarkable. A remarkable person, thing, or event. And uh, right now, Christina is totally messing with me. Uh, she's got... Uh, lip piercings, and so she was pulling it, and so her lip was like going way stretchy out. That was very uncomfortable. Quite the phenomenon. Yeah, quite the phenomenon. I don't know what's going on here. We're losing our minds today. Welcome to the show. What do you got for us, Christina, besides that? I just want to tell everybody, thank you so much for listening. Uh, It means the world to Paul and I that you guys uh, stick by us. Welcome to the new people. Mm-hmm. We're, we're super excited to have you on board. Uh, we do this to share God's love, to share his redemptive qualities, to share his grace. And without you guys, we couldn't do it. So I just want to say thank you so much. You know, and it's easy for me to forget that because we get into the process of doing the show and, and whatnot. And there, I just got, you know, a notice about something. That was cool. I'm going to go ahead and mute the computer. Um, 
the reason we started the show is because of you and me, because of, of Christina and Paul and our backgrounds and the fact that we are just super great friends mm-hmm. that the world would tell us we shouldn't be. The world would tell Christina, you need to hate that guy and stay away from him. And the world would tell me, you need to just leave that girl alone and you know not be such a bobo head. And God says, no, 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 time out. You guys are family. Let's come together. And, and that's right. why it's messed it up. Because he, God took our messes and allow us to combine them to make a message for people. And it is really encouraging when we get those emails from you that just say, hey, found the show. Thanks for listening. And that's that's great. If you want to share that with people, a uh, great way to do it is to email us. Uh, you can let us know. And that feels really good. Uh, I'm bowtieguy at messituppodcast.com. And I was super excited to get my first email because nobody ever emails bikerchick at messituppodcast.com. They all send it to bowtieguy. Oh, man. So... Well, cool that you got that. And we also, you can, uh, intern Dave is, uh, info at messituppodcast.com and he tries to send those things to us where they, uh, need to go. And I was going to say something else and I lost it when I started saying that, but it was talking about, oh, if you want to give us a review on, um, wherever you're listening to this podcast, whether it's, um, SoundCloud or iTunes or Spotify or wherever, write a review for the show because that means other people can find the show just like you did. And it's just really super exciting when we get those new listeners that come in. Uh, we love that. And so thanks for helping out and sharing that way. It's, um, it makes us feel good, you know, to do the show. And we really love those that have stuck around for 70 something shows who have been around forever and ever and who just solidly stand by us. So new old in the middle somewhere. We're just super appreciative. You know, and it's super fun too, because, um, a couple shows ago, a while back, we talked about me misunderstanding the words to uh, a song. Mm-hmm. And I got an email this last week from someone saying, hey, just listen to the show. What well, was it? I was able to tell that story. And I just love that oh, nice. And that was one of our Patreon members. So if you want to support the show, Patreon members uh, really help us in a financial way. They, they you know, give money to, to pay for the show, make this show happen. And you can join our Patreon subscribers for as little as a dollar a month. Yep. I mean, there's a dollar a month, $5, $10, $25 a month are our levels of giving that we uh, provide. But it could be anything. And you get something in return. You do. We have, uh, for our, our entry level, you know, the, the lower, we, you get bumper sticker or window stickers, mm-hmm. uh, little shop rags with our Mess It Up podcast on it, and T-shirts yep. uh, with Mess It Up podcast on it as well. And Patreon members are also going to very soon, I'm going to have my audio book ready and we're going to start giving a, uh, a chapter a week of my audio book uh, to our Patreon members. We'll be able to get that uh, each week um, for being a Patreon member. So thank you so much for doing that. Uh, we just really appreciate all of that. Yep. To be a Patreon member, you can go on our website and click become a patron and it'll take you to the, um, the places where you need to be. Yep. I think I got most of it covered. You did. We're on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and all that stuff. So yes. yeah, thanks for, uh, thanks for being with us. We, um, you might have an idea, but, but you might not have any idea just how much it really makes us feel good to do this and to have you appreciate it. So that's right. So thanks. Yeah. Uh, we're closing in a hundred shows. I mean, 
pretty soon we're gonna hit 75 it's a lot of just pressure a, just just roll with it hey one show at a time man exactly. one show at a time i guess it is more than half a year away it is yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. slow your roll yeah i didn't say how fast we were closing <laughs> i just said you know we were closing um so i had an idea that i i heard uh in a uh, a presentation when i was at summit last week and uh, the person was talking about moving and changing our location emotionally and in our recovery and and being different not just picking up and moving from you know Ridgecrest to Trona or something but but becoming a different person and they were talking about the fact that sometimes they would get homesick for what they used to have even though it wasn't something good that what they had was now better their sobriety was better than their their hurt their hang up their habit um but that idea of getting homesick for the past mm -hmm. and we were having a before we record christine and i always you know get together and just talk and catch up on each other's lives uh from the last week it's amazing how much there is to catch up on each week right um but that was one of those ideas that kind of, we danced around, we didn't say it necessarily those things, but just that idea of this is what I knew and then I, I got into, made poor decisions based on on this. Or, you know, the the one that you think about a lot is like, you know, the, the woman in an abusive relationship that gets out of it and then gets back into another abusive relationship. Or right. the person in recovery that's able to quit uh, doing drugs but then falls into drinking or, or replaces with another um, negative behavior. Right. Why on earth do we do that? You're, Christine is uh, going to school again to be, you know, more, I think, I have a theory that Christina doesn't like the way her walls look and she wants to cover them with, with diplomas. degrees and diplomas and, and awards and stuff so she keeps on excelling at everything so she can have more stuff. But what is it that you think draws us to that old, you know, that, that it calls to us that siren song wanting us to crash into the rocks? Um, well, I think that's, uh, there's multiple things okay. that cause that. Um, one of the things I think is we just get comfortable in that and we think that that is normal. And so when you come from an abusive background, you just tend to believe that abuse is the norm. And then when you're outside of anything from your normal, it's an uncomfortable feeling. Do you think that when we think that it's normal, that we also think it's okay, or we can we recognize that it's not okay, but that's still what we know, that's what we expect, and that's what normal looks like? I think sometimes we believe it's our fault. So it doesn't matter where you go or what you do, that um, you're causing that abuse. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, um, I'm reading this fabulous book and I'm not going to quote it 5 billion times, but it talks about, um, you know, the abuse cycle and how you're in an abusive relationship and you start to devalue yourself. And so you can't think poorly of your abuser because you love them. So it's automatically got to be your fault. And so you get out of that. There was a story in there where a girl got out of it. She got treatment. She was doing well. But her brain was still used to the tension and the abuse, and um, she couldn't get out of that pattern of abuse is normal for me. Yeah. I think, you know, I, I've, I've looked at this for a long time. When I was a teacher, I remember having a very uh, 
noticeable event with a kid who came from a very bad family background and they were able to excel because I forced them to. I didn't allow the lack of success for this child. I was like, I'm gonna make this child successful. And I did and they got uncomfortable with the success because they weren't used to it. Right. They, they liked it. It felt good, but it felt, I guess, scary. Mm-hmm. So I've looked at this and I think that we can know when you said, you know, that this person, they love this person and it, they might, they might love their abuser. But I think oftentimes our circumstances and our, our combined history and our story and our past teaches us it gives definitions for things that are maybe not the definitions that everybody else is using but we've defined it as such um and you know different people will have different ideas of what success means and they'll think okay well this is success for my mother success is emphatically tied to a bank account Mm -hmm. you can't have success without the bank account Right. And so a person like a mother Teresa completely stymies her because like, yeah, but what if she was doing that? Think if she had, you know, if she was rich, how much more she could have done. It's like, no, she would have been spending all her time getting rich instead of helping those people. And then other people, you know, I mean, it's not bad to have financial success. Patreon. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, you can have those different things and, and do that. You don't have to, you know, be one or the other, but we get locked into an idea. This is what love means. And I know for me, because of the harm that I did to people, I am partially to blame for what they thought that love looked like. Mm -hmm. This is what love is supposed to be. And, um, you know, we might be redefining a word for someone or we might be reinforcing a word. And we talked about that before. And, and I, I reinforced the bad side of what love might look like. Right. And, and, and that just is, it's so, um, sad is the word that comes to mind, but sad doesn't do the word justice is not the right word. If you've got the right word, email me. Uh, but it's, it's just, it's not a good thing that I help to change that person's lexicon to make love look like this instead of what love should look like. And uh, my wife uses the word deserveship a lot that, you know, they, we have this sense of deserveship and sometimes we just feel like, oh, well, this is what I deserve. Mm-hmm. You know, I deserve for the world to hate me because of my crimes. Mm-hmm. I deserve for the world to be mad at me because I'm an alcoholic or I'm addicted to pornography or I've cheated on my spouse. And so this is what I deserve. And it's so not what God has for us. Right. No, for sure. And one of the things that I'm learning about is the different attachment styles and how you're, you learn a lot about relationship and connection during your first years yeah. when you're attached to those people around you who are supposed to nurture and love you, um, what that attachment looks like. And um, they're finding out that a lot of those connections that are made follow you throughout life. Right. So if you have 
no attachment style, and they're finding out that some kids have no attachment style. It's not just the three main ones of, you know, a healthy attachment, an avoidant attachment, an anxious attachment, but there's also disconnected. So they're not attached. And they followed these kids when they were, you know, 12 months, 18 months, five and six, and then all the way up to 18 and then into the adulthood to find out what, um, you know, how far that attachment goes into their life, how long that style carries forward. And pretty much once that attachment style has been set, it can't be changed. Mm -hmm. There's still that neurological wiring because your brain is developing so much in the first years of your life that so much is set in your neurological pathways that that's what continues as you move forward. There is chance for change especially during the times your brain is processing and growing more. During puberty, they found out during childbirth, the woman goes through a lot of neurological changes during that time. And so learning new connections at that time and having that positive reinforcement can change the negative ones. But it takes a lot to undo the harm that was done when we were small. Yes. And they find out even though you might experience a new trauma, so you're 22 and something bad happens to you. That doesn't have as much bearing. Tra- trauma incidents don't have as much bearing as your attachment when you're a young child. Interesting. And so they're showing just how prevalent it is for those first years of our lives. Right. And how it goes forward in the rest of our lives. Yeah, it's, it's overwhelming for my mind to wrap around mm-hmm. some of that stuff. And I was having a conversation with a person last week and we were talking about uh, a, a person who was going to be uh, like a kid and they're going to be changing schools. Right. And that, you know, we had some worry for this kid and they said, oh, it's okay. Kids are resilient and strong. And I'm like, yeah, but so much happens. We don't want to necessarily have to be resilient to something. I would much rather that they could avoid that that hurt, right? And that you know the locusts don't have to come and eat everything for God to replace it. That God can give us the blessings without the pain, and that's what I want right. for this for this uh, child um, because it, it it we set that um, that economy, that emotional economy, at a young age, and mm-hmm. just everything else just continues to feed it and validate it and there's so much that can go on to validate it in a a bad or negative way right um i'm glad i have jesus yeah me too without jesus i wouldn't have anything Mm -hmm. and um it kind of leads into our our song of the week which is phil wickham's living hope that god is jesus is our living hope so we're going to give a listen to this and we'll be back on the other side to talk about it Spoken 
So we, uh, we came back from the break. I asked Christina if she was ready to come back from the break. And what was your answer? Yes. Yeah, we're so ready. Um, we did this song at uh, CR Summit. And this is a great song to do in the car. It's a great song in my church with a hundred and something people. This is an awesome song with thousands of people belting hallelujah. Praise to the one who set me free and meaning it. Oh, I bet. Oh, my gosh. It's like a total God bump moment. Um, is there anything in this that grabs you? Because there's some stuff in this that... that I mean, it's all good, but there's some extra uh, punch on a line for me. To me, the line that sticks out the most is your buried, your buried body began to breathe. Just the power that is reflected in that line for me. Jesus conquering. Yeah. Jesus conquered death. Yeah. And that's what that, that is about. And that's just out of silence, the roaring lion. I mean, it just paints a picture of the power of Jesus. Have you ever heard of Roaring Lion? Yeah. Uh, we were at uh, the Washington, uh, the National Zoo one time, and we were looking on one side of these cats, and the other side was like, I don't know if we were on the tiger side, there was a lion side or whatever, but all of a sudden we hear this roar. It was like, oh, wow, that's good. Um, I really like that. You know, it's like, wow. But the line in this that gets me is um, in desperation. Hmm. I turn to heaven because so often we do that. And what that means is we can't, we, I've tried everything. I've tried all of Paul and all of Paul was not enough to make it work. Right. So I'm like, well, what the heck? I guess I might as well let God give it a try. Right. And then all of a sudden, yeah, it worked. And, and I love that line of his loving kindness. He just adores me so much. He just really adores us. And yeah, this is a this is a fantastic, fantastic song. I recommend playing this song loud. Definitely. And, um, and loud and proud. And jiggy with it, if I may. Um, or you may not. I may not. Yeah. Denied. No, yeah. denied. Okay. Well, one way or the other, you know, this is a worship song. It is. Hundred percent. This is a song about worship, and that's yep. what we're built is to worship God. That somebody told me that's the one thing that God can't do for Himself is worship Himself. That's what we do is we worship God. That's, mm. you know, we do that for him. He, he we can do were, everything else. We are to worship. We were created to worship. Yeah. yeah. Which is fantastic. Yeah. I love, I love doing that. I had, I had this, you know, I mean, you get these, you know, go to camp mountaintop experiences and I had that at, at Summit, but it was like, when I worship at, at home at church, I'm like, you know, hands in the pockets guy elbows in and you go to summit and it's like let's move a little bit let's maybe put your hands up and, and do something and I think of myself you know I get I get shy which sounds weird for people to think me shy or timid or embarrassed or whatever if I'm at a game my team scores 
I'm running around with strangers, high fives, hugging, you know, just whatever. Mm-hmm. But about Jesus, I'll get embarrassed. And that's just wrong. Well, I think it also has to do with the environment you're in as well. You know, if you're in a, an environment, for some people, not necessarily for you. Yeah, because, I, I mean, you know me. Mm-hmm. I will scream in the middle of a mall and, you know. No, for it, sure. But I think there's there's a, a reverence that people hold for church sometimes. Yes. That certain things are acceptable, certain things are not. You'll get looked at differently yeah. if you do this or if you don't do this or whatever. So I come from a very Baptisty kind of background, and uh, they don't do much as far as raise hands or clap or dance or anything like that. And so I'm a lot more reserved. Um, take me to a charismatic church. It's a whole different ball game. You know, my hands are waving. I'm clapping up a storm just in random parts of the song and, mm-hmm. you know, swaying side to side and just getting it. So I think when the environment is conducive to a more open atmosphere, then I think that leads to more openness. Yeah. Yeah. And in fairness to the Baptists out there, when I was at CR Summit, we were getting all crazy with the band playing, and it's a Baptist church. So the Baptists can lose their cheese as well. Oh, they can. Yeah. But it's not stereotypical. I'm I'm painting right. what does Paul always say? I'm pra- painting with broad strokes here. Broad strokes. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, um before we were talking about the whole idea of, uh, I'm looking at what were we talking, talking about, about, Paul? Talk about a mess turning into a message there. This is where I really want to just push return and, and go to this, but, um, um, it, being homesick for our, our, I totally could have helped you out. I'm sitting there staring at you flail and, and I'm like, she'll get it. So he'll get it. Um, what do yeah. You think? Returning to our past behaviors because they're comfortable. Right? I already talked on this. No, you can stare at me all the time. Just, well, I'm going to stare off here. Yeah, but returning to our, our past, <coughs> excuse me, behavior, <coughs> because it's comfortable. And, you know, I've heard people talk about that and refer to it as like a dog returning to its own vomit. And it's that same idea of like, you don't want to be there, but we go. And it's not good. It's not awesome. It's not helpful. It's not anything desirable yet that draw is there and and it's still I, I can understand it on a you know a, a, a academic level I really and I don't know details because I'm not technical I don't know enough my knowledge base isn't there but I'm really learning that there's so many you know because they talk about the conscious brain and the unconscious brain right and there's a lot of things that happen in processing in the unconscious brain. There's a lot of physiological wiring that happens. We breathe without thinking about it, unless we start to think about it and then we notice our breathing. But outside of that, we don't even notice that it's happening. Our heartbeat, we don't tell our heart to beat, it just does it. Our brain controls so much of what goes on without us even being aware of it. And I think there's a lot of unconscious play, stuff that was hardwired as we were growing up that continues to process the way that we see the world, the way that we feel about ourselves, the way that we feel about our surroundings, other people. I think there's just a lot deeper issues 
than just surfacely saying, why do I do this and being able to talk about it? I think for me sometimes, and I don't know if it's this way for you, sometimes I feel like I don't, I don't feel like having the strength to fight it anymore. I just want to give up and just, all right, this is the way it is. I don't want to fight this battle anymore. I won't be any better. I'm not going to achieve this whatever so I just I quit oh I've never felt that way yeah as I roll my eyes I feel that way all the time you know it's it's a demon I battle with alcoholism you know there's a lot of times where I'm just like you know what just go back to drinking it numbs the pain it numbs the feeling it lets me detach from the constant awareness of what's going on at least if I'm drunk and I'm blacked out I'm not aware of what I'm doing So who cares? Because I'm not feeling. And so, yeah, there's a lot of times where I'm just like, screw it. Who cares? But I know the effects it has on other people. There are other people that I have to take into consideration. My children, my husband, my family around me. And I know that's not healthy for me, on the other hand. But there's a lot of times that I also revert back to poor behaviors. You know, I isolate You know, if I can't deal with whatever's going on, I'm going to internalize it and I'm going to take it all on my own shoulders, Mm -hmm. which is the opposite of what I need to do. But that's what I'm used to doing. I'm used to detaching. I'm used to pulling away so that I don't, I don't have to hear anything from anybody else. I just sit in my own misery and play in the mud. Yeah. And, and, and just live there and slowly get cold and turn blue because, well, this is just this is the mud, this is where yeah. I, I am. And the thought of being found is, is beyond me. I've had times where I've felt um, that hopelessness um, with finances and thought, well, mm-hmm. you know, if I was in jail, I wouldn't have to worry about a mortgage payment and food and electricity and all that stuff. So I could just, you know, just go back and, and it's not worth it. And those, those thoughts get in, but I think that's, you know, we, we the enemy will attack me where I'm weak right? and where I'm vulnerable. Absolutely. And, um, I'm vulnerable where things are a secret. Mm-hmm. If I have to keep a secret, that's a point of vulnerability. And, and I can just pretty much count on the fact that I'll get attacked at my secret because I'm trying so hard to keep it. Right. And I also think that we're vulnerable when we're alone. I think that when we're not experiencing connectedness, yeah. Then we're we're left to kind of flail and be on our own. And Yeah. So we're speaking of being alone. Christine and I are trying so hard to be like, you know, cool. This is why it's it's good that we have an audio show, not a video show. Right. But I was uh, I had the little, you know, something in my throat and I ran out of beverage. And so my beautiful wife is sitting at the end of the table, but she is really engrossed in her, her crossword puzzle. I'm like trying to get her attention without distracting Christina while she's talking because I wanted to sip. And then I'm like trying to snap my finger and try it. Christina's waving and bam, bless her heart. She's got her first grade brain on and she's like focused. And so Christina stole the drink for me and then I got it. And then, yeah. We're trying not to laugh because... Yeah. We're just doing all this. Welcome to the Mess It Up <laughs> right. podcast. Right. This is how it works. Say hi to the people, Bev. Hi. There he is. Yeah, take a drink. Have <laughs> <Yeah>. mine. <laughs> well, I think, but like we were talking about, the, the connectedness of having those people in our lives, you know, the 
what you bring to my life, what you and Bev bring to my life is an elevated status in a relationship. You know, it's an unconditional love. It's uh, somebody that is there when I need to talk. Um, and so I think when we're vulnerable and we're isolated, we're subject to those attacks because we're made to be in a connectedness with other people. And I think when your tendency is to withdraw and be away from people, that's when you need the strength of others to kind of walk beside you and say, hey, you know, how can I help pull you out of this? Or, you know, hey, I'm just here to listen or whatever it is. Yeah, the, the wolf tries to isolate Mm-hmm. the animal from the herd and get it away so that it, you've got strength in numbers and the enemy will, when when we're alone and there's no one else to help us, we're, we're a lot more vulnerable. Right. I mean, it's not a done deal, but it's a lot closer to done than when we've got our friends, our family, our forever family, right. you know, around us, looking out for us and, you know, just all standing back to back with that sword and, and torch out there right. at the darkness and saying, bring it, you know, we'll take you on as a group. Well, uh, and I think that's why group therapy is something that's so successful in a lot of different ways is when you bring somebody out of isolation and out of their own crap, basically mm-hmm. out of their abusive situation and you put support of people that have been through or are going through similar things and you solidify that relationship in a group and allow people to not feel judged or looked upon differently, but you put them in a surrounding to where they can all embrace each other and um, have a more strengthened approach Mm -hmm. to life and to healing. I think that's one thing that works fantastically. Yeah, and and there's, I think, an important difference between being having alone time and being isolated. Oh, very big difference. It's it's important to have that alone time, but to isolate is, is different. That's, you know putting up a wall to keep everyone out rather than just taking some time away within the walls and, and just, just getting a little bit of separation. Uh, so that's an important difference, I think, to me. Well, and I think for me, I'm learning, because I always thought that I was more introverted, that I reset when I was by myself, but I'm really starting to learn that I'm an extrovert. I reset and I am fueled when I'm around people, mm-hmm. not when I'm by myself. So for me, I think self-care is not reading a book all by myself with no interruption. For me, self-care is sitting and having an engaging conversation with another per- person. I think I used to think that self-care was being alone. But for me, I'm learning that's just not the truth. Is that because when you isolate like that and you get away that no one's there to call you out on your uh, erroneous thoughts or directions? No, I think I'm just fueled by the companionship of other people. I think that I'm I'm mentally stimulated, Mm -hmm. um, that it helps me process things better when I have somebody just to share it with or to bounce it off of or whatever. I think the f- feelings of being valued are are reinforced. Sure. Um, there's a lot of things I think I get from even just one-on-one time with a good friend. Yeah. Whereas sitting at home reading a book, for me, I enjoy it. Right. It's a good way to kill time when you got nothing else to do. But it's not like I'm re-energized. Right. No. For me, that's just maybe a little bit of detox, a little bit of just relaxing and 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 coasting for a little bit so i don't have to think 
um, but it's it's not a recharging. Now, sometimes I will. I mean, sometimes I need that just some alone time to recharge and 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 get some focus. Mm-hmm. But it has to be purposeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a good word. With with that's what I'm word. doing, reading a specific verse or doing a specific exercise or activity with the intent of recharging, not just getting away and escaping from the pain. It's, it's that recharge. I pointed at Paul because he nailed it. Nice. That was good. Okay. <laughs> Hammer. Yeah. So awesome. Well, Christina was looking. She doesn't realize that we're about 35, 36 minutes into this. I knew it. I could already. feel it. I could feel how old we are. And I so. know you guys love listening to us, yeah. but so much. there's a point where everybody tunes out. Is there? It, there is. And did we reach it? Probably. Well, one of us. Because I'm tuning out. <laughs> so uh, we appreciate you guys being here. This is, you know, we're in the 70s here. Keep listening to us. Share the show with your friends. We want more and more listeners because, again, the more we do in community, the bigger the joy is. And the more noise we can make for God, the better. It's just a lot more fun for me. So share this show with your friends. If you're a new listener, shoot us a line and just let us know what you liked about the show or what you didn't like about the show. And if you're an old listener, you know, let us know your thoughts about it as well, just so we can kind of connect. And I mean, initially and ultimately, I'm, I'm doing the show for me because I just like to talk into a microphone with Christina. Truth. <laughs> but if you're entertained by it and if you're uplifted by it and if you're encouraged by it, it makes it so much more better as well. So uh, let us know what we can do. Or yeah, I said more better. Can we just say more better er? More better er. I like yeah. that. Um, so please, uh, you know, shoot us an email, write a review, uh, check out our Patreon thing, and, and consider sponsoring us on Patreon. We really appreciate that as well. But thanks for being you. If you've got a story to share, please send us an email so we can get you on because we love to hear your mess and how it got turned into a message. Um, until then. We will see you next time we mess it up. She's got to say something. No, she doesn't. Thanks for checking out the Mess It Up podcast. If you've got any questions or feedback, please email info at messituppodcast.com. Don't forget to share with your friends, and we'll see you next time we mess it up. Mess it up.